Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the first week in Advent. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, Let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by the Son. A reading from 2 Samuel chapter 7. Now when the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See, now I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all of your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place, and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all of your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled, 
and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will punish him with a rod such as mortals use, with blows inflicted by human beings. But I will not take my steadfast love from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all of these words and with all this vision, Nathan then spoke to David. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come. May this be instruction for the people, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have wrought all this greatness so that your servant may know it. Therefore, you are great, O Lord God, for there is no one like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. Who is like your people, like Israel? Is there another nation on earth whose God went to redeem it as a people to make a name for himself, doing great and awesome things for them by driving out before his people, nations, and their gods? And you establish your people, Israel, for yourself to be your people forever. And you, O Lord God, became their God. And now, O Lord God, as for the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, Confirm it forever. Do as you have promised. Thus your name will be magnified forever in the saying, The Lord of hosts is God over Israel, and the Lord of your servant David will be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O Lord God, you are God and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant, so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever. As he sits securely in his palace in the new capital city, David contemplates the need to build a permanent temple to the Lord. It does not seem right to him that he should now enjoy the luxury of a house while the ark of the Lord dwells in a tent. He wonders what kind of testimony would it be to the people that the king dwells in greater luxury than the Lord, by whose grace all these gifts have come to David. When David shares these plans with the prophet Nathan, Nathan tells David to go about making his plans for the temple, but then immediately the Lord appears to Nathan in a dream with a word for the king that turns everything around. David will not build a house for the Lord, but the Lord will establish the house of David. David will not build a temple, but the Lord will establish a covenant with David's household, creating a dynasty to stand before him forever. 
As a sign of this covenant, the Lord will come and dwell in the temple that will be constructed by David's heir, and the fulfillment of God's promise will extend then beyond David's life and then beyond his ability to both control, shape, and also his ability to witness. So it is by faith that he receives this promise. It is a faith that he also must hope in. It might be worth noting, however, that the Lord does not express a tremendous amount of enthusiasm for the construction of a permanent temple. The Lord tells Nathan that the the Lord was content to dwell among God's people, to move from place to place. When Israel asked for a king, the Lord gave the people what they wanted, though the Lord reminded them that the establishment of the monarchy was an act of rejecting God's active rule over God's people. Now it seems that the construction of a temple will do something similar. It will be a change. The truth of the matter is that the Lord does not dwell in houses made by human hands, but is present within the whole creation and chooses to abide with God's people wherever it is that they are gathered faithfully in his name. Now, the construction of a temple will create a central national symbol of God's presence in the city alongside the king. The king from David's line in the temple are on their way to becoming foundational symbols of the national life of God's people. But their establishment will also change the way that Israel practices its faith, and not everyone will be on board with changes that lead them out of their own tribal lands to make pilgrimages to Jerusalem. What David does not realize, though we have been blessed to hear this good news, is that Jesus will be the ultimate fulfillment of God's promise to David, the one who is Son of God, the one whose throne is established through all generations, and who is, in fact, the new temple. The one who rules with the heart of God is the Lord Jesus the Christ. Eventually, both king and temple and Jerusalem will pass away, but God's steadfast love and mercy will not pass away. God will gather up all of these signs into a single sign of God's coming new kingdom, where Christ Jesus is on the throne, and there is no need for a temple, and a new Jerusalem comes from heaven so that God can dwell among God's people. Now that we are in the season of Advent, you might want to bookmark this chapter in 2 Samuel to return to it throughout the season and on into Christmas to get a sense of the perspective of God's long-running promise to save the world through Jesus Christ our Lord, to get a sense of the depth of all of the things that we say and proclaim and praise about Jesus, the Son of David, the Lord, the Messiah. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, for you to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you, all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
in you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people and the ministries of St. Paul's. Pray for those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. We pray for all who are sick and all who mourn. Pray for those who care for and tend to the sick, those who bless and sustain the dying, and those who care for those who mourn. We pray for all who are working for peace and international harmony, and for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.